Welcome back. I know it has been a couple months since um, I have released a podcast, and it was intentional. It was intentional because the podcast became something that felt like a burden. I'm sure that is familiar for you, and that's why I'm bringing this. That's why I'm bringing it here. When something becomes a burden. And so when something becomes a burden, it's a it's a, an amazing place to really dive in and look around and observe and notice uh, so you can discover like what happened, what shifted. You know, what what's the mindset that I was what's the mindset that I'm coming from? And so what I discovered um, and this is typical for my clients as well and that's why I'm sharing it with all of you. Um, when things become a burden for me and often my clients, <clears throat> it's because uh, we as humans place an urgency. We use urgency. I use urgency in order to like keep myself in check. I use urgency as a behavioral uh, technique in order to be on time, in order to maintain efficiencies, um, in order to uh, in order to effectively avoid discomfort, because that's what this is. That's that's what this is. It's a self defense mechanism. It's a survival mechanism. It's what your ego is using in order to protect you from something it doesn't know, from the unknown. And the unknown is, shoot, if I am behind, if I don't maintain a cadence of my podcast, if I show up late to dropping my son off at school and he's late, like then I'm in this kind of unknown place. And so when I'm in this unknown place, it feels uncomfortable. Um, and so I place this urgency on myself and then the thing becomes a burden. Getting to my son to school becomes a burden. Putting these podcast episodes out becomes a burden. Um, having, you know, sales calls with customers, excuse me, apparently my voice needs to clear. There we go. Um, it becomes a burden because this pressure, like, Pressure gets put, like I'm putting the pressure on myself because I'm attached to some sort of result. And the result being something favorable for me. Favorable being like I'm on time, so I'm not going to be, you know, getting the shifty eyes from the the teachers. That's what I'm making up in my head. And when when your body, when your brain is so used to being in this urgency mode, it's really easy to adopt that mode in every place of your life. And so I was in this urgency mode of of just like getting my son to being on school on time, showing up on time to pick him up, um, being on time for, for other things, like being hyper-efficient and hyper-independent within work. Um, being efficient, like teaching efficiencies with employees and teaching efficiencies here. And like, if you're not on time, then you're late. Or if you're not early, then you're late. And so really coming from this place of urgency and like, it was really trained in really, uh, in childhood. Um, but it was really trained in law school when I was in law school. 
Um, and so I just adopted that through all of the pillars of life, all of my pillars of life and family and romance and whatever. And so naturally I applied to this urgency mentality within my podcast. So the thing that was fun became unfun. It became like a burden. And so like another fun thing for me is flying, like piloting a plane. I'm a pilot. I'm a private pilot. When I'm in this place of urgency of like, I have to get five, you know, takeoffs and landings on this grass airstrip in order to like feel confident or whatever. And I'm like placing this burden on myself, like through this like challenge that I invented. And then all of a sudden it's not fun anymore. And so I'm sharing this with you because urgency is so often a blind spot. It was my blind spot. And so I'm sharing this with you because it's an opportunity for you to start shedding the urgency behavior, shedding the urgency behavior, especially in the places that it doesn't really matter. Me being like me placing the urgency, uh, like pressure and burden on myself here in this podcast was not serving me. This self-defense mechanism was not serving me. And so I'm practicing shedding it here. And so if I can shed it here, then I can shed it in the next place that feels a bit more uncomfortable. And then I can shed it in the next place. And so I can start shedding this behavior that isn't serving me through life. And I, and I want to touch on why is it not serving me? So when I am in this place of being urgent, I am hurried, I am rushed. And when I am hurried and rushed, I'm not all that fun to be with. I might be short, uh, short-tempered. I might get angry. Um, I might, like, I'm in this controlling thing. Like, I, I'm trying to be efficient. I might, um, like, I'm more judgmental. Like, I'm in this state of being that is not serving me through, like, my goals in life. And my goals in life are to, like, have friendships, have romance, have, uh, like, have fun in parenting, enjoy motherhood. And when I'm coming from this place of urgency, it's literally making it impossible to enjoy motherhood. If I'm always in a rush, it's literally making it impossible to have sex and be romantic because I'm like in a rush. And so urgency was the behavior that made things in my life become impossible because of the mindset I was coming from. And urgency when you really start looking at it, why, why was I placing urgency on myself? And I'm going to use parenting as the example. And showing up on time to drop my son off for school. And sure, there's a rule that says, like, you need to be here by 9 a.m. Like, but what's, what, what happens if I'm not there by 9 a.m.? My brain starts inventing scenarios based on my lived experiences. When I'm late the person has their own reaction. This other person that I'm greeting has their own reaction. Are they going to shame me? Are they going to retaliate against my son because like I'm dropping him off late? Like what's going to happen? So you're in this place of the unknown. You don't actually know what's going to happen. And your brain does not like being in the place of the unknown. So what does it do? It controls. It tries to control you. It controls you through these survival mechanisms through these self-defenses and it puts you in this autopilot place and mine is urgency mine is like being efficient you know 
whipping people into shape. <laughs> and that's, that's not, it's not a positive. I'm not saying that in a positive way. Um, like whipping my son into shape. I was like, you need to eat faster. We need to put our shoes on faster in order to prevent me. And I, and my brain tells me it's us, like I'm protecting him too, because it's trying to keep me in this like urgency mindset. It's like, oh, but you're also protecting your son. So like still be urgent. So it's, it's preventing us from the unknown. And that unknown is like, oh gosh, what are they going to do and say? And um, you better be urgent in order to be there on time, because if you're not on time, like you're going to feel uncomfortable. They may not like you. They may not like your son. They may conclude these things about you. They may, they may behave in a way that makes you feel mistreated. So we don't want that. So we better avoid. And so urgency becomes an avoidance pattern. Urgency is my avoidance pattern. That was my blind spot. And so avoidance patterns keep you safe. That's the whole point of them. Avoidance pattern is a self-defense mechanism. It's a survival mechanism. It's what your ego uses. It's what fear uses. It's like, oh, let's avoid this big, scary thing from coming true. And the big, scary thing is like being in a human uh, exchange, a human communication with this other person in lifetime. You don't know what they're going to say. And so when you really start dissecting, like, what's the worst thing that could happen you really start like, and you start practicing being in those like worst case scenarios, you start really learning that you can trust yourself to navigate those in live time. And so I invite you to really start observing your urgency tendencies. Where are they showing up? Are they serving you? For me, my urgency tendencies were not. Sure, they were serving me and keeping me safe from having this unknown experience. But the result that it was creating in addition to that, because there's always positives and negative side effects to, to like choices and behaviors. The positive side effect was it got me to avoid this unknown thing that I was thinking was scary. The negative side effects was it was creating disconnection with my son. It was making me feel anxious. It was like it's not fun to be hurried, you know? And then it's like, then I start forgetting things when I feel hurried. I forget my phone, I forget the keys, and then we show up late. And so like this whole sense of urgency was not serving me. And so when we can start seeing the side effects, both positive and negative, we can then start coming from more of an empowered choice. Like, oh, these are the positives, these are the negatives. Do I want to choose to come from that place? And for me, like I'm being urgent is no longer serving me. It can serve me and I can choose into that. I can choose into coming from a place of being urgent because sometimes that self-defense, sometimes that survival mechanism actually serves you in life and you can choose into it. It's when it chooses you when it becomes kind of like the issue, when it becomes the problem, when it is choosing you and you don't know it's choosing you. When urgency, like all of a sudden it became my autopilot and I didn't even notice it. And I felt like a victim all the time. I was living in victimhood. I was at effect as to what was happening versus me choosing to be urgent. And now I'm causing things to happen. Now I'm at choice. Now I start seeing more options. And so I'm sharing this um, 
really to have you see something that maybe you didn't see about yourself before. So you can start making different decisions. So you can start seeing, ooh, urgency really serves me over here, but it doesn't serve me over here. Or I can see when I'm urgent throughout my day, I can come home and it's really hard for me to shed that urgency mindset. So I just really want to shed kind of urgency kind of holistically because I come home and it's like, I'm still like, we need to get dishes done. We need to get dinner done. Like we need to go to bed because we have to wake up tomorrow. We got to do this whole thing all over again. And like, where's the play in that? Where's the adventure in that? Where's the fun in that? Where's the romance in that? Where's the human connection in that? And so urgency kills opportunities for human bonding. It kills opportunities for relationships to to grow. And that's what life is. Life is full of relationships. You have a relationship with the Starbucks barista while you're ordering, like who you're being, who they're being, and there's a relationship there. In those micro moments, there's a relationship with your parents, there's a relationship with your children, there's a relationship. Those are like the more common things that you see it, and that's awesome. And then there's also these nuanced relationships. So there's relationship everywhere, and it's about who you're being in relationship to generate the life that you want. In order to have a successful business, and success, of course, is a relative term, in order to have the success you're seeking, you have to be in relationship with people. If you want to have a good reputation in your community, that comes through relationship. And then what does good mean, right? And so it's noticing our behaviors that, uh, noticing your own behaviors and discovering like, are these serving me? Are these not serving me? Do I choose to operate this way in this, ex- in this uh, particular exchange, in this particular decision? Once we start really noticing, we can start have we can we can then see more choice. It's it's like there's a gap if you're a visual learner. There's the reaction that you could have, the response that you could have, and then like this there's the stimulant and then the response that you can have. And between those two things, there's this gap. And in that gap, you have choice. But if you're not in this place of observing, you're going to be going straight from you have a stimulant And then you have your reaction and there's like, there's no gap there, but it's in this place of observation and noticing that you then see the gap and then you can be in that gap and have more options, have more choices. When urgency is like, I've allowed urgency to take over my body and take over my mind, I go straight from stimulant to reaction immediately. Like there is no gap and I don't have choices. I see things as like I have no options. I feel powerless. It's a very disempowering place to come from. And so um, where is urgency controlling you? What is it keeping you safe from? Is that, is it what, like what it's keeping you safe from? Is this something you can actually address? Is this something you can handle? Is this something you can be with? I can be with a teacher who might uh, give me kind of a side eye or whatever it might be. I can be with that. I can actually, I actually invite and welcome that relationship breakdown so I can practice with that other human of being in that breakdown and cleaning up the mess of whatever it might be. And being with their emotions, me being with my emotions, us being together, us being whole and complete afterwards and practicing being with people. And when I practice being with a teacher, then I can practice being with a client. I can practice being with a customer. I can practice being 
with, you know, other people in life that I, I might be more scared of being open and honest with. Oh gosh, like how do I have this conversation? How many times have you asked that question to yourself? Or how many times have you sought advice to somebody else? How do I have this conversation? How, how, do, I, how do I tell them no? How do I? And it's always about the exchange with another human. And so it's practicing in these small places, being with another human and practicing being brave, practicing being courageous, practicing standing for yourself and practicing shedding the urgency that's like creating this behaviors that you really don't like that aren't serving you and practicing like, hey, I can actually be with this other person and it's not so scary. And so then your your so then your body kind of starts to allow yourself to let go of this behavior like oh wow like I don't have to be urgent. I actually don't have to be urgent because I have the capacity, we have the capacity to to be with other people's discomfort. I have the capacity to do that. So I don't I don't have to use urgency. And so it's allowing your ego to start seeing oh I don't have to keep using this. I can let my guard down. Your ego only lets go of things when it sees that it's allowed to hold on to them. And so when it's allowed to hold on to urgency, like you say like, hey, urgency works over here. We're going to use it over here. It's like, okay, great. Then I'm going to allow, like I'm going to let go of it over here. And it's going to just feel easier. So thank you so much for kind of exploring this, um, this gap of the, of the podcast episodes with me and um, exploring why the gap is there, what I was practicing, what I'm inviting you to practice, um, what I'm inviting you to notice. And I'm really inviting you to notice um, urgency is an avoidance pattern to keep you safe and protect you from something. And what is that something? And um, when you can start seeing that something isn't like really all that big of a deal when you really start dissecting it it's like oh I don't have to be urgent I don't have to put this pressure on myself and then when maybe that something becomes a little bit greater like being late for school then it's like oh I, I can practice here I can use this as an example to practice being with whatever I'm scared of and being with this person and seeing that I don't I have the capacity to be with it and then all of a sudden that fear kind of lets go of that and then you get to practice a new edge. Maybe there's the, the teacher's the first edge. I don't know what your second edge might be. Maybe it's practicing with your boss. Maybe it's practicing with a client. You're scared to tell them something. And so it's being, it's practicing being with people and noticing what it is you're actually avoiding. So thank you so much for listening. Keep trailblazing growth and taking those bold leaps. If you'd like to connect, send me an email to coach at trailblazersgrowth.com or find me on Instagram or Facebook at trailblazersgrowth. Finally, make sure to check out my website, trailblazersgrowth.com for all details about individual coaching and upcoming group programs. See you next time.